Welcome, everyone, to the Balinesian Weekly Recap. I am Lance Falitongo. What's up, everybody? I'm Forrest Ola. We are here to talk about this week. Uh, week 14 in the NFL, recording this Monday night uh, as Monday Night Football with the Rams and the Cardinals is uh, finishing up. Matt Stafford is getting his face mask pulled off. Um, but yeah, week 14 in the books. And the NFL season is almost done. Oh no! Yeah, I know. I mean, like I'm a basketball guy, you know, but I'm always sad when the NFL. I mean, because there's so many games you can watch, so many games of basketball because it's 82 games in the season, True. and then you have playoffs. Playoffs, uh, and also, and it runs concurrent with like uh, the tournament, uh, the March Madness. So I mean, there's Ooh. a lot of basketball to watch. So, but football, it's like, oh man. But the there's so there's so many. There's so fewer games of football than there are of basketball, which is an 82 game season. Yeah. And baseball, which is a 162 oh, game yeah. season. I mean, but um, for people who don't watch basketball, I mean, it says 82 games, but just to let you know, it does run pretty fast because it's not like they're playing one game a week. You know what I mean? So, right, right. They could literally be playing like three games a week or back three, to four. Yeah. This year's or last year was weird because they were trying to rush the season because they started uh, late and then they had guys playing like back to back games. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that's so stupid. And guys like taking games off. They're like, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. Like, uh, back to back. Yeah. There are no, there are guys that like when I play fantasy basketball, they're in the like drop down information on a player. On the yeah. player profile or whatever, it'll be like he's not going to play the second game of back to backs. Like you, you have to factor that into your picking him up this week. Exactly. That's a, but I know they made a change within like the last five years where the schedule, uh, like algorithm, uh, making would 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 make it so that they aren't playing like two games like back to back to back like they're not playing as many back to backs or any three in a rows or four games in five days kind of stuff like that oh i shouldn't have the game on right now this is uh the cardinals are only down by 10 and there's five minutes left kyler murray what are you doing let's um let's go to the notes here what are we uh what are we starting with the sunday night football game Aaron Rodgers, over 300 yards, four touchdowns, as the Packers beat the Bears 45 to 30. This is this is not surprising, right? But the Bears did start with like a lead. They did, they did. They started with the lead, kind of looked good, and then um, Robert Quinn did like the ultimate no no. Oh no. And uh, was it a sack or just a pressure? I don't remember. But no, it was a sack. Oh, sack. okay, yeah, it was real Aaron, early too, like the yeah. first drive. And Rogers, he put him on his back, and then he proceeded to do the discount double check in Aaron Rodgers' face as Aaron Rodgers on the ground. And you know, of all people, that's like I was talking to Pito today, and Pito was like, "Man, know your opponent, <laughs> know who you're doing Yo, stuff like that to." This is a very petty dude. No, like he he literally said that he owns you guys. You're gonna give him more fight. Oh my gosh. Yo, the Bears jumped out to a 10-0 lead. 
See, versus and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers in the for Packers. the for the Bears, that's significant because they're yeah. not having a great season. <laughs> Into the second By quarter with a two score lead, yeah. Justin Fields, eighteen of thirty three, two hundred twenty four yards, two touchdowns, two picks, but seventy four yards on the ground. Yeah. I mean, so I'm keeping him for fantasy. No, he's good. He's getting better, and I think the play calling. I still think Nagy needs to go, but. The play calling is getting better because they're kind of catering more to what he can do. Right. At which, the moment, because he's athletic. Yeah. Do, like, yeah, optimize you your yeah, system roll, for your roll talent. Them out. Yeah, you don't have to run him every day because you want him healthy. But utilize the fact that people have to account for that he can run. So do the yeah. rollouts, do the RPOs until he can get exactly. settled in the pocket. You know, learn stuff that he doesn't know yet for the league. But getting back to and Rodgers gets up from that sack and and the uh, celebration that Robert Quinn did and proceeded to uh, torch the Chicago Bears for 341 yards and four touchdowns with a passer rating of 141. <laughs> Discount double check that. On the ground, uh, the Packers also had 119 yards and a touchdown from Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams, 10 catches on 13 targets, 121 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Yeah, so I mean, so this at, – at the beginning with the Bears jumping out to a two-score lead, this looked like it was going to be a weird game because Devontae Adams was, you know, kind of getting locked up. Uh, he was he was doing he was making his catches and he definitely made his plays uh throughout the game but there were some times where he was not able to uh to break away from I think it was Jalen Johnson that was like who's, shadowing who's him. actually a really good corner like who's he was really following him around I think the thing about like Devonte is almost like I mean it's prof- it's professional football it's his job I don't think you should have to but. I think sometimes, like, he maybe just plays to the, the record of the team he's playing to until he gets, like, fired up, kind of like how Aaron Rodgers did. Mm, okay. um, and then once once it was, like, I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers went in, went into the huddle and kind of fired all his guys up after that, you know. And, and, <laughs> he said, uh, we're not losing to this team. Right. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, Devontae Adams has 10 catches, over 100 yards, and two touchdowns. So... Yeah. Um, man, speaking of uh, fantasy monsters, uh, first place to the one-eye guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I really thought I was going to lose to uh, Eddie this week. I was like, damn it. <laughs> damn it. And then everybody who needed to show up showed up. I mean, and I have Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs on my team too, Darren Waller, who didn't play. Mm-hmm. And they performed just enough. They got over 10 points each. That's all I needed. You who know? did you who did you have uh, to replace Darren Waller at tight end? Oh, who also did pretty good. Uh, I had Hooper. Hooper oh, Austin Hooper. You know? Yeah, did he yeah. get a touchdown? He did. So as soon uh, as I man, saw that, wow. I was like, "No, oh, no, sorry, Eddie." <laughs> I think I think one of the uh, one of the Browns tight ends was was out because they have three. They have they did uh, Austin so they Hooper, David Njoku, and Harrison Bryant. And it's so hard to pick a tight end right, on, like, right. even if they're starting in fantasy. But to have one I think on Njoku a three was squad. Yeah, I think Njoku okay. was out. Because that's that the only sense. way Hooper is really going to get most of those uh, plays. Because Brian's cool, but I, I don't know. He's still third on the depth chart, so he still has to fight through two people to get on the field. 
There were, um, man, so yesterday I was listening to Red Zone on my phone in the car uh, because Xfinity won't let me stream while I'm away from my Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on. No. Um, you know, me and Sammy went to go get our booster shots. Bang, bang. Hey, nice. Uh, two Pfizer's, one Moderna. Uh, I don't know. You're supposed to mix and match. That's what I heard. What I read. Are you supposed um, to mismatch them? Yeah, to get mm. uh, to get nice a little moment. different. Mm. Yeah, to cover all the bases or so. Good to know. Thanks. I need to read reread that article so I don't sound like I'm just guessing there. Um, but I didn't get to watch a lot of the morning games. It, what a crazy slate! Some of these games are like overtime. I mean, okay, let's let's start with the morning. Just I'm going to read these scores, and you let me know when something's happening that you want to talk about. Uh, Pittsburgh loses to the Vikings, 36-28. to 28. Justin cool Jefferson, how'd he do? He, he did great. You know what? And it wasn't even Justin Jefferson because it was uh, actually a last-second put-in for me. Sorry, guys. This all ties into our fantasy football league. <laughs> <laughs> Give the – yo, and you're first place in that league. Give the experts – like moves that you made you so you put somebody in and why cook, cook was still questionable he was actually doubtful through the week because he didn't practice and then at the last minute minnesota wants to say okay he's playing it's a good thing i sent the notifications because it dinged on my phone and i was like okay so i was like Dalvin cook play? is active right so i should i play cook or should i play judy because judy was playing the jets and i figured oh well you know judy, wait judy this might- is your this was for your flex spot well, because uh, I have, so I put Jacobs back to my flex. And oh, then I put, okay. Yeah, yeah. Jacobs is my flex, but I had him start at running back since uh, Cook was out. And then, and then you, so you I got, like, yeah, I got if Cook is playing, you're going to definitely play him in your running back right. spot. Right, I mean, it's Cook. But all the here's the thing with professional analysts and professional uh, whatever who get paid to pick these things, they don't know any more than you, really. They have more information than you, but they don't really know. So all the... Experts were saying that Cook probably wasn't going to get the load of carries that he usually gets because Madison mm-hmm. was pretty doing pretty good and he's catching the ball in the backfield. But nope, mm-hmm. uh, Cook nope. ended up yeah no Cook ended up twenty seven carries twenty seven carries for two hundred and five yards and two touchdowns. He also caught the ball three times for seventeen yards. So um, in fantasy points, uh, he put up thirty five. That's a lot if you guys don't play fantasy football. <laughs> it's a lot for so one put, person to produce yeah, that many person. points. Yeah, thirty-five points, and nice. then Jefferson also uh, had a game to himself. Probably, maybe not as good as he should have had because he dropped two touchdowns that were clearly in his hand. Seven catches on fifteen targets and a touchdown. So, but he could have yeah. had two more touchdowns. Yeah, they went right through his hand. But he yeah. ended up with twenty points for me in fantasy. So. It was good. The Minnesota, they play good with certain teams. And obviously, I think a lot of the teams in the league love to play Pittsburgh because of their history. And so but Pittsburgh isn't the same team either. Um, mm. They're not the same team as the as as Pittsburgh fans would like One, to think of their team. Yeah. Them as. Yeah. There's no, there's definitely no Troy. There's no Ryan Shazier. No, nope. there's nope. no. Is Cam Hayward still there? He retired. He is. Cam Hayward's still there, but so the bright spot. There's for them not both, 2012 Cam Hayward. No, there's not. No. 
I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's he's hasn't been the player that uh, won the Super Bowl in years. I mean, he's getting hurt. Um, he comes right. back. He, he just he was already immobile before he got hurt. Um, still a big body. Still has a big arm, but he's not what he used to be. Obviously, but the bright spot for them was uh, Najee Harris had a really good game, and he looks like he's going to be the future of that team. Yo, um, if they choose, not, he's, he's are they going to run him into the ground? I think they might. Hopefully, they don't because. They still have yeah. some – they have a really good backfield, actually. Uh, you got Harris. They got uh, – not all of a sudden – Snell? Snell. Snell who's they still got good. Snell. They got Snell. Uh, they got another dude who's um, – you know, they, they have uh, three good backs. So, uh, they still have James Washington on the roster. Yeah. They got Claypool, another – Another uh, ding dong from the Sunday. Uh, this fool, there were seconds left in the game or close to that. He made a first down, I think it was. And I know it doesn't seem big. And then a lot of people are like, take it easy. It was just, but he chose to celebrate and took a few seconds off the clock that they probably needed. And they didn't get mm-hmm. to the score. So, you know, again, that'll probably be in our coaches talk too, just. There's things you can let the ding dongs of this yeah. week. Like, come on, man. Like, you're a veteran. Claypool, he's really good. He's really good. But stuff like that's gonna hold you back. Oh yeah. Honestly. So you can't you can't hurt you can't walk 10 steps for your team, shoot yourself in the foot, and then have to be walked back 10 more. You know? Yeah. So that's yeah, time yeah. management. That was a good game. The Atlanta Falcons beat the Carolina Panthers 29-21. You know, Carolina's just – you won't talk much about the game because I didn't watch it, but their downfall from the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. it's like me watching my Raiders. I'm pretty sure Carolina's just like, what is going on? <laughs> Why are all these things happening? Cam Newton, Cam Newton opens the game with a, like a 20-plus yard touchdown run. And like, they got benched. <laughs> and then followed it up with a like long interception return for a yep. touchdown soon after, and then ended up getting beds for PJ Jackson, who got an interception and a touchdown. It's like uh, so Matt Ryan and the Falcons, Cordero Patterson, everybody able to win this division game versus a Panthers team that looking kind of lost right now. Yeah, I mean, and let's check these standings. They're still – they're so good on defense, too. Like, well, okay, on paper, they're so good on defense. And they, they look like they have the players they need to 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 make a run at a Super Bowl maybe uh, in the next season or two. Because this, I guess – Yeah, I guess it's still – I guess they're, the biggest need for them is going to be quarterback, obviously. Yeah. Because it the... doesn't look like Sam Darnold is doing it for them either. The last playoff spot, the third wild card, now belongs to the Washington football team in the NFC, and they are six and seven, as are four other teams, the Vikings, Eagles, Falcons, and Saints, and then the Panthers and Seahawks are five and eight. So that is the limit of what we're going to accept as possible playoff uh, teams moving forward. That means the Giants, Bears are out, though not mathematically, and the Detroit Lions actually are uh 
the Lions, Jets, Texans, and Jaguars have been mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. Um, so the Panthers aren't necessarily out, but they're out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has an ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain, which would be a couple weeks out. But he leaves the game, and the Cleveland Browns are able to hang on 24-22. Your thoughts? Uh, there's just some teams you're going to need. I mean, obviously, they need him to play all the time. But their uh, – what's his – their backup, um, Huntley? Yep. He's, he's not bad. He's he's like a poor man's Lamar Jackson. But Yo, they don't change much play calling. They, yeah, they, they the don't same. have to because that's yeah. kind of what he did at, at uh, Utah when he was uh, at the University of Utah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, by the way, I just have to uh, insert this. That boy is country as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he from? I do not know, but if you watch his interviews, <laughs> man, he is so country, which is cool, man. It's cool. I didn't think I was going to see anybody more country than Jameis Winston. No, I lied. <laughs> I lied. Back to the game, yes, man. man. From uh, Florida, Hallandale oh, High School, Hallandale Beach. Man, that's exactly what he sounds like. He got that seven job from Florida. Yep. Twenty-seven but, I mean, of thirty-eight, two hundred seventy yards, a touchdown with see, not, forty-five not yards bad. on the ground. Yeah, not bad, not bad. But again, he there's things that Lamar Jackson can do that no one on For the sure. field can do. For sure. You know, and it's not even him like running like 70 yards for a touchdown. It's the way he can extend the play. And yeah, his escapability, as they say, is second to none. He pro- He's probably the best in the league at doing stuff like that. And the defense has to account way more for him than they do for Tyler Huntley. I mean, like Miles Garrett got a, a strip sack. Fumble recovery, return for a touchdown, and then Baker Mayfield threw two touchdowns to one to Jarvis Landry and one to Austin Hooper, like you said. Also, with Lamar Jackson getting here uh, on the other side, Kareem hurt. Kareem Hunt hurt his uh, or re-aggravated the ankle that had kept him out, oh, kept damn. him in IR. So, so Nick Chubb is gonna carry it again. Again, oh, oh well, damn. they got yeah, they got that kid Ernest Johnson. Johnson. That's somebody else too. Uh, so they have two good backs behind Hunt and Chubb. Hmm. They're not bad there. But Kareem Hunt's just again uh, catching up. the ball to the backfield. He's so banged up, but he's a big part of their offense as well because they have plays for him. Uh, and him and Chubb literally exchange series. Like one will come out, the other go in for the next series. Oh, and they're damn. really good balance of each other. Keep them fresh for the towards the yeah. Yeah. End of the game. I yeah, like. they're they're really good. What's uh the Rams are up thirty to twenty still. Looks like they're going to win this unless Kyler Murray does some magic. Uh Seattle goes to Houston and wins thirty three to thirteen. Good. That's what needs to happen. The Saints. <laughs> I know Saints uh, go to New York. I know Luke must have been real happy about that one. Oh man. Yeah, we need to get him to come break down his, his Seahawks. Right. Uh, yo, Russell Wilson doing some Russell Wilson things. I think Tyler Lockett caught uh, he looked, a touchdown he looked like, maybe too. Yeah, he looked like Russell Wilson. But it's like, is it too late? It's too late. 
Oh, definitely. <laughs> they're what four and eight, five and eight. They're, they're, I think right now they're just. They just there's a lot more problems than than uh, just the things you see on the field. I think a lot of rumblings oh. about uh, Russell actually leaving, uh, whether or not it could be Pete Carroll's last season, mm-hmm. but things like that I think trickle down into um, into your locker room and it kind of contaminates your locker room, poisons your locker room. So there's just I think there's a lot more problems going on in Seattle than just what's going on on the field. Because again, they took care of Houston, uh, so it looks like they just when they want to play, they want to play, you know. So, but we're gonna we're gonna find. I mean, all that's got to come to light in the offseason. Yeah, we'll see on that. Uh, a pair of wins. Uh, the Saints beat the Jets in New York, thirty to nine. Alvin Kamara returns, does some good things. Yeah. And that's the score you expect if you're playing the Taysom, But Taysom Hill also scored a bunch and had some rushing yards. Like, he's uh, probably going to be a starter in a bunch of fantasy playoffs. Well, he had to redeem himself after throwing, like, was it four interceptions the other night? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Tennessee Titans beat the AFC Divisional, uh, AFC South, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. 20-0. Yeah, they didn't even get on the board. No points for you. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys come back for uh, – well, actually, uh, hold on to win versus the Washington football team, 27-20. Yeah, Parsons had a uh, – Yo. I think he definitely has a really good chance of being not just the defensive rookie of the year, but – the defensive player of the year in that division. So, so he's supposed to be like a middle linebacker, or outside linebacker, outside and linebacker, he's, and he is doing things. Well, he's doing both. edge rusher. He well, as a I mean, rookie. So he translates well to edge rusher because of his size and speed, and I think he was going to be an edge rusher anyway later in his career, hmm. just because of the size alone and what he can do off the edge. Obviously, we can see that. But he, he's so versatile that you can stand him up and then stun him and put him into uh, when you run your blitzes. You know what I mean? You can stand him up yeah. and he'll he'll drop back into coverage and you can blitz your linebacker. So the things he can do go beyond just Ooh. him rushing the quarterback. You know, you, you really have to game plan for him. I don't think teams were ready to game plan for him this early. I think everybody thought he was going to have one of those rookie learning curves, but uh, like he said in an interview, it's like I don't think the NFL is that hard. <laughs> hey, go get it, young man. Yeah. So show him, show him that it's. Uh... But he's also at a position that he doesn't really have to. They put him on the edge, and as far as like getting to the quarterback, I mean, yeah, there's a lot that goes into playing the position, but really, they're really just asking him to get to the quarterback, get to the ball, and so. They've disrupt, made it really disrupt easy. the yeah. passer's timing and, and yeah. position in the pocket. I think had he been an outside mm-hmm. linebacker, it'd be a different story. I think he'd have to learn a lot, especially in coverage. Um, but his physical traits are just his physical talents just are they're amazing. He's fast. He's strong. You know, he's built to play that position. Just 
He's, he's lengthy, rangy. So, I mean, he's probably the best linebacker to come out of college, I think, uh, since Lawrence Taylor. Damn. Um, these last few weeks is where the NFC East just starts playing each other. Right. Um, right now, the Dallas Cowboys are 9-4. and four. Uh, the Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles, are three games back at six and seven, and then the Giants, four and nine, you know, uh, are in it for the experience points for the rest of the year. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but not maybe not the the um, the division, but a wild card spot is definitely in play for either the football oh, sure. team or the Eagles. For so sure. they've got to they've got to keep going for that. Dallas just needs to kind of keep pace, and they've got uh, you know, their divisional playoff right. spot uh, right. pretty much locked up. So they've got a playoff spot. They're probably like ninety percent, ninety five percent to make. Right. Man, shoot, maybe not. Um, yeah, unless they have some like colossal meltdown in these last few games, and then. They yeah, they should be able but... to like lose their way to a wild card even. At, yeah. And nine wins, um, because the Green Bay Packers are ten and three, the Bucks are ten and three, the Cardinals are ten and two, the Rams are eight and four. That game, that's about to change. Oh man, what the hell? Uh, yeah, Kyler Murray has a hail mary chance of, of tying in and going into overtime. I saw that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the Dallas Cowboys twenty seven over the Washington Football Team twenty. The Denver Broncos. Uh, Beat the Detroit Lions. Rude. Come on, man. Let them get a winning streak. Uh, 38 to 10. What happened here? We need to look into this. What, what did the Broncos do? Teddy Bridgewater with two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon with two touchdowns. Javante Williams with a touchdown. How do you say this dude's last name? Okuwenbunam? Albert O? Yeah, for real, right? That's why... No one says it. Albert O with another. Right, that's there. exactly what you hear. <laughs> Number eighty-five, big play up the sideline. Uh, okay, so this happened. Uh, the Broncos, what their defense? All yo, is the Broncos defense good or is it just Patrick Sertan? Uh, no, they're, they're pretty good. Patrick Sertan, um, who by the way looks just like his father on the field. Yo, uh, man, he's got he had two touchdowns versus the Chargers last week or yeah. two weeks ago. Uh, Kareem Jackson is still pretty good. Uh, Justin Simmons was talked about as being the number one available free agent safety mm-hmm. this past offseason. So um, they still have Bradley Chubb. I mean, he's not the same anymore after all the injuries, but Damn. he's still one but of the top ends. And losing Von Miller uh, to the Rams who have now made the score final and jumped to 9-4. I think, and four. I think uh, the, the Broncos, though, were already planning to be without him for the foreseeable future. Oh, so okay. I don't know I don't know how big of a loss is that, that was for them because, I mean, mm-hmm. they were already they, talking about letting him go, um, seeking a trade before the offseason, but then during the offseason and, I guess, finally during the season, they find somebody who made it worth it for them. But I think they were already planning around that. The 
Yeah. Okay. So the defense kind of, and the defense is able to grow now, you know, with yeah. one of the, one of the OGs out of the way. Yeah. It's always and, hard because uh, I mean, we still, I think Von Miller is still a great player. Uh, he's not the player he was before, but I think he's still yeah. a good player. He's serviceable at least. And then as a team favorite and a favorite of the uh, city of Denver, that's hard to lose as a fan too. Cause you know, you're just like, you want him to play forever. You want him to be Von Miller forever for your team. But at the same time, like you said, it gives room for the team to grow and new players to come in and find maybe a new Von Miller, you know, or someone close to what Von Miller did for them before. Mm -hmm. I did. I I just feel like if you could have like nine, uh, if you could have like 80% of Von Miller, but for like 5% of the salary. Right. Right. Isn't that worth it? Way right. worth it. Way worth yeah, it. Yeah, if you could find one of the rookies to just... Yeah, 80% Von Miller is way better than a, a 100% rookie who's coming out of college. Like, yeah, and at, like, least, and at least that dude's going to get to learn, too. You know, you're going to have someone to learn behind. Exactly. Even if it is just a, a guy that needs to play on the other side of Bradley Chubb and just kind of, you know, cleans up, mops yeah. up there. That, right. And if it helps your team's, you know cap situation then you know it definitely could be worth it but you're right they probably had been you know planning on uh separating from him for a while right. now after all the right. injuries and the client play um so yeah excited to see who uh, steps in yeah yeah and how that uh denver defense reacts to these chargers who just power bomb these giants like they should have like, I'm trying not to get too hyped because, right, it's the Giants. <laughs> it was in L.A. It well, was I can't not... say nothing because the Giants beat the Raiders. So. <laughs> I... Oh, damn. Um, yeah, so Justin Herbert, uh, you know, had a game, 23-31, oh, 275 he, yards, he three touchdowns. had a rock. And some cannons. Oh, my gosh, he just – I think well, I think it was the first touchdown. Was it the first one he threw? Man, uh, yeah, um, that one to Jalen Guyton, the one to Jalen Guyton yeah. that was like fifty yards. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. okay, so first was a short Austin Eckler dive uh, for a touchdown, and then Justin Herbert hit Joshua Palmer for a twelve-yard touchdown, oh, and then right one. before halftime, well, his uh, second touchdown, yeah. Oh, yep, his second, Jalen Guyton. Uh, just goes Justin Herbert, you know, play action left, roll right, uh, or it might be roll left because he runs right and then shuffles to set his feet. Oh, okay, no, it was straight it's drop back. He rolls it's right, right there yeah. on the bottom. He, right he goes to shuffles to set his feet to to set himself up, and just as he launches why, it, why is Guyton so open? <laughs> oh man, this yeah. Like, number one, he blows by his defender. He splits the safeties. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, okay, you're just going to let him I, run free? I think he has like a 95 speed in Madden. Like Madden? maybe nice. more. Not like speedy. one of those guys that's just like, if he's even, he's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't much, let, yeah. don't. Hey, if you're and, not and back he, wasn't, he wasn't bumped. Yeah, he wasn't bumped or anything yeah. like that. They just let him run free. So he had like a running start to. Yeah. Pick up that speed before he got to top speed. But Justin Herbert able to recognize, escape the pressure, and then reset his platform just oh enough gosh. to 
would I like literally half not even half a second worth of time no, left after no. he released the ball and he got it and he dropped it in a basket on the right. goal line exactly and then, oh my that was it was great to see right like just from a football perspective there were some dimes up the left sideline uh right this yeah. sunday yeah. uh tyler heineke hit one of the uh football receivers for for just just one of those drops in there that works. I think Tyler Huntley also had one that I thought was going to sail, but it just like kind of slowed down just enough. Boom, dropped in and just like fingertip catches. Uh, with, Man, Roth- with Roethlisberger had one too. Uh, nice. That could have tied the game, but the tight end dropped it. He split two Ooh. defenders. Ooh, Fryermuth. Yeah, and he had it in his arms. I know he got hit. But he had already bobbled the ball before he got hit in the end zone. And I was like, oh no. But I think I think like the average fans uh don't realize that even the third string quarterbacks have the ability to make those drops. Like oh man, there's certain th- like they can make those throws. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you watch these guys, like that's how good the starters are. That they can but imagine that the backups can also make those throws. Not as accurate as those guys or as often as them, as consistent as the starters, but it's tough to play quarterback in the league, man. If you if you're on a bench in the league, just like in basketball, mm-hmm. guys are always like, "That guy never plays." Yeah, but he's sitting on the NBA bench. You know how hard it is to just sit on that bench. Yeah. 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 So, what was it, Brian Scalabrini? That was like, oh, she was yeah. uh, talking they, to they, him. Yeah, they were talking to him, and they, and they asked <laughs> him to play one on one. They were like, they thought he was a bum because he's Brian Scalabrini, uh-huh. and then he proceeded to. Torched him in a one-on-one pickup. I think he's like, he's like, you know what LeBron is, and they were like, yeah. He was like, I'm that to you. Exactly. Exactly. And then just like worked him. Um, He hit everything he put up. The Giants fall to four and nine. Like we said, they're out of playoff contention. The Chargers now eight and five, uh, behind the Kansas City Chiefs nine and four. Uh. Of note in this game, Austin Eckler uh, down on the field for a while. Uh, Ankle injury, got it super taped up, didn't return to the field, um, I think, in the second half. Mm. That's that's, that's big, man. Austin Eckler is a workhorse. But the committee that they have behind them for the Chargers is pretty good. Uh, Kelly. uh, Justin Jackson was doing work. Justin Jackson. Kelly and Justin Jackson by committee. Are, are pretty good for them. I think Roundtree, uh, uh, Roundtree must have been out. But, yeah, Justin Jackson, nine carries, 35 yards. Joshua Kelly, 10 carries, 33 yards. After Austin. Why does, uh, why does Chase Daniel have a carry? Two. <laughs> He's two got two downs. carries. Oh, oh, I was going to say. I was like, <laughs> that's messed up. Why are you going to bring him in to get minus two yards? <laughs> Let Justin Herbert get nah, that stuff. No, nah. no. That's point two on the fantasy. Oh, that's rough, man. Well, let's the third uh, string at least. Let's go to Cincinnati, where the Bengals lost in overtime to the San Francisco 49ers. And San Francisco. 26, 26 to 23. Every time I watch San Francisco play, uh, shout out to my brother in law, Yava. He's really big for his golf fan. But every time I watch them play, man, they, they look like they should be. Uh, like a ten and two team, man. Honestly, yeah. and then there's just there's sometimes I don't know they 
they don't get it done on the field, and then they come back late. And um, yeah, yeah. It's, okay, so into overtime, uh, twenty to twenty, after the Bengals scored fourteen points in the fourth quarter, um, missed the field. The goal. Bengals, the Bengals. <laughs> oh, right. So the Niners miss a field goal to win as time expires in regulation. Bengals receive. Evan McPherson kicks a field goal to go up 23 to 20. And then because it's not a touchdown or a defensive touchdown, they get, yeah, um, they get a the chance, Niners so got sure. to go back. And uh, Jimmy G finds Brandon Ayuk. Who uh, had a pretty decent game for Brandon Ayuk. He had a pretty decent game. Yo, man, Brandon Ayuk was supposed to be talented, right? Like he was a super talented receiver coming out of what, Arizona State? Yeah, he and, is, he's, uh, he's got a few injuries to him at the moment. And, uh, so I think his problem really is staying on the field. And it's hard to be consistently good if you can't be consistently on the field practicing and playing. So when he does get time, though, and then he gets pretty comfortable, he has games like this, which is not bad. Six catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. Um, it, hit, uh, it helps Debo, but also Debo also got hurt, I think, again. Yeah. Is Debo a running back? People scored another rushing touchdown. George Kittle went off. I mean, he can. 13 catches. Who's Debo? Did you see, like, Cooper Cup today, though? Cooper Cup today was uh, lighting up in the backfield and running routes out of the backfield. Oh, nice. So I think a lot of teams are – I mean, put uh, them where you can. Exactly. I think that's what's happening now. A lot of teams are finding out that if we can just get the ball to certain people, no matter where they're lining up at, you know, uh, it'll help their team a lot. So – um. Yeah, put your players in a position to succeed. Yes. And if that's lining a wide receiver up in the backfield to get a linebacker on them and then burn them to yeah. the sideline, do that. Exactly. Do it. Do it. Get your guys open in space, open with a guy behind them and, and able to, to do something. Yeah. Um, 15 targets for the tight end monster George Kittle. 13 catches, 151 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Niners pull out a big win. They're now seven and six and you know in the I think they're in the NFC wild card. They are. They are. They're right there. Wow. Yeah, there's they're uh they're in the sixth seed. Yeah. Um for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, twenty five of thirty four, three hundred and forty eight yards, two oh. touchdowns. Him and Jamar Bur- Chase are still no, doing yeah. Burrow and Jamar Chase things. So Jamar Chase, five catches, 77 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Joe Burrow definitely, like, fucks with Jamar Chase. Well, he he was his number one receiver at LSU. Mm -hmm. You know, that's already a connection that they had. I'm pretty sure they're really good friends off the field there. Um, And so he comes over here, and uh, Burrow didn't have a chance to – have a relationship or uh, build a relationship with any of the other receivers last year because he got hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, Todd Boyd is still one of the guys, his go-to guys. Like When he's in trouble, I really believe he's always looking for Todd Boyd coming across the middle. That's where a lot of uh, that's where a lot of Todd Boyd's catches come from is when, like, uh, what's his name? When he's in trouble. I think Boyd's almost like his tight end. Oh, Tyler Boyd, sorry. Uh, I think he's almost like Joe Burrow's tight end, like his. Oh yeah, his, he's uh, big. Yeah, it's like his help 
coming across the field like, oh, damn, who do I throw it to? Oh, look, there's Tyler Boyd. Let me throw it to him. <laughs> He's gonna Safety me. blanket. Yeah. That's exactly the word I was looking for. But, yeah, um, they're, hey. they're good, too. They're young. I think uh, maybe next year, uh, hopefully next year they improve. I think a lot of their improvements going to have to come on the defensive side of the ball. The Bengals dropped to seven and six, and they are now tied with the Indianapolis Colts, Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns, and Denver Broncos, uh, vying for those last uh, wild yeah, card spots. That's going to be a tough fight. So this is all very close together. Like, yeah, it's going to be a crazy end to the season. Um, what else do we have? The Buffalo Bills travel to Tampa Bay and lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, thirty-three to twenty-seven. And uh, uh, what's his name? Had I mean, everybody is talking about how Allen had a really good game and was just so. At the end of the game, I think he actually. I don't know if he tore something in his ankle or no. fractured an ankle. So Josh Allen? Much, yeah, but he ended what? up, they they just, what they did was they taped him up. He couldn't put pressure on him. Taped him up, did something else, and he ended up finishing the game. <laughs> Get out <laughs> that, of yeah. here. On a 23, oh, he got hurt on a 23-yard run for a touchdown, I think. And he, he brought that game. He brought them back all the way back. So uh, I think Trubisky is going to end up starting the next game. Allen left Raymond James Stadium with a left foot in a walking boot. He will undergo tests on Monday, Coach Sean yeah. Dermott said. Uh, Josh that, Allen I think- said, I finished the game. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. It's pretty sore. It's football. Shut up. That yeah, shit is a, broken. It's, it's a fracture. Wow. Sure. No. Uh, so I'm pretty sure uh, there, there was a report that came out that he's going to have to have surgery. Damn, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess because they're just doing the test today, they didn't have to put them on any of the injury uh, yeah, IR, yeah. declarations. Yeah. Um, man, that's going to be uh, such a big blow to, you know, the Buffalo. Yeah. Wait, who's their backup quarterback? Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Who's still a talented quarterback? I mean, he's had his troubles with the Bears. He's also had very good games with the Bears. So we'll see. Um, let's talk about the Chiefs, who are tied for nine and four. Uh, they host. They hosted the Raiders. They sure did. <laughs> oh man! Uh, final score. Oh, where is it? You want me to say it, Lance? It was no, no. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find it. I'm sorry. Yeah, my windows mixed nah, up. It was it was a pretty bad game from the get. Like we were talking earlier, um, the Raiders decided. I don't know if they were trying to hype themselves up or what they were thinking. But oh um, my god, pre pre game pre game meeting, uh, mm-hmm. Yannick Ngakwe at. Called everybody over to Arrow the Chiefs emblem at the 50-yard line. And they had their meeting there. They had their little hype session. And Did they jump around on it? Did they tear up the grass? Uh, I don't know if they really tore up the grass, but you know, there was, they were getting hype on it. 
and then and that's all is, it, they, is that an unwritten rule hey don't 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 stand on our team logo I, it has in to the be, middle of the as, field as a coach if I, I was coaching that would be the first thing i'm telling my players before the game when we get into the locker room you know like you see how much respect they have for you then go over there and even even Whoa. if they weren't doing anything malicious maybe like Maybe that they maybe it was just to motivate them. Maybe they, but really, you could have done it anywhere else on the field. That just gives someone reason to, you know, you just gave someone reason to beat you. Why, uh, why did they decide to have that meeting at midfield pregame for the Raiders? I have no idea. Whose idea was it? What, uh, was it the coach? Did the coach call everybody? I hope not because that might that might be that loss might have meant that he will not be the head coach of the Raiders going further. The okay, so forty-eight to nine, Kansas City has a quarterback. His name is Patrick Mahomes. He does things. These things. So the first play of the game was tough. That's how I knew. The oh game was man. Tough. Josh Jacobs gets the handoff, heads up, I think it's off the left side of the field, and fumbles the ball, and they return it for a touchdown. You, so I mean, as a Raiders fan, you have to know, you have to think to yourself, that's what happens when you go and dance on someone's logo before the game. The first play of the game. First play of the game. First play of the game. And uh, then it just, it, it was going downhill from, from there. Like, they just, they couldn't do anything. Uh, there was another, and I think Derek Carr fumbled it once. Uh, yeah. Just it was it was tough, and they they went three and out. Uh, yeah, you see, see they go punt, punt, touchdown, punt. Touchdown. I mean, man, they just. just I mean, and yeah, you know, I think it was like one of those games that started off bad early and just kind of went in the game script where it was like. You know, you you had the fumble return for a touchdown to start the game, and then you had uh, you had them score another touchdown. Then you had an interception that put them in close position to score another touchdown. And but you're you're having to throw, and it's just putting it's yeah, it's a slippery slope where you know it started so bad that you couldn't dig yourself out of it. Like it was just one of those games, but it like ended up looking really bad. It, and, and without the without the return for a touchdown, without that fumble return, it would have just been 14-0 going in, and then, you know, all of a sudden, it was just, yeah. I equate it to, like, when a lot of my players ask if I used to be scared, like, what, what I was always scared of uh, playing football. And uh, I want to reference this, but just to let people know who are listening to this, because I said this before the movie, The Replacements. <laughs> but uh, quicksand, because, I mean, uh, in a game, you get into a game, you start a game, you make one mistake. You got to make up for it, right? So that's like, uh, if you're in quicksand, you stand in the quicksand, the first thing you want to do is get out. Your first reaction is to get out. But what are you supposed to do in quicksand? You're supposed to stay calm. And find something. So just like in the game, your first mistake happens, your first initial reaction is to make it better. I got to make up for that play. And now you're trying so hard. You're trying hard to make up for that play. You make another mistake. So now you're sinking again. Make another mistake. 
should give it more exactly. before you know your quicksand yeah your net you know me your chin your chin is in the sand you're right now and you're like what is going on you know before you even know it you're mm-hmm. up to your neck in sand and that's what happened i think with the raiders before they knew it they just man what a bright spot uh oh like, yeah like hunter renfro is real and so oh. for people and people don't oh, believe yeah. man he he is the second coming of west welker i don't care what oh. his touchdown if i don't know if they have the route but that those routes that he runs people are like oh it's a simple route no way man with the, I I the limited the... amount of space that he makes those moves in man yo yo yeah it's you could get open in a phone booth. Yes. Exactly. Man, that exactly. way he, he his touchdown pass right side of the goal line and he fakes the slant. And instead of going, you know, makes, yeah. turning towards the sideline, he he, he zigs in. Yeah. And oh, you, man. you can't defend that. Oh, and yeah. It. And then Derek Carr threw a pretty good ball towards the uh, the sideline as well. But yeah, Hunter Henry definitely worked himself very much open for that touchdown. Yeah. Um, he's good for them. I mean, at this point, also uh, with Derek Carr, I know a lot of people, a lot of fans too, and I know they're frustrated. So they're calling like maybe there should be a change at quarterback. Or, um, but people know Derek Carr isn't the most mobile quarterback. I mean, you've seen him make a few runs. He can run straight. Yeah, he's fast when he runs yeah. straight. But as far as the scalability, that's never been his strong suit. And okay. I know getting his ankle hurt that uh, in the playoffs that one time really got to his head. I think it still plays a, a part in him not really moving and just taking sacks. But you know as a team and organization that that's not a strong point. So what do you do? You go and you break up his whole old line that kept him uh, upright for most of every season he's played. You know, you break up that line. And I know they're trying to get younger, but – in a season where you're trying to make a run at it because you found the pieces that you needed to on both offense and defense, maybe give it one more season with those guys. Like, maybe maybe keep Rodney Hudson, you know? Um, maybe keep Gabe Jackson. Uh, what's his name on the end? Um, what was his name? Leatherwood? No, I mean, that's the new. No, uh, who we got from the Patriots and traded back to the Patriots. Uh, Trent Brown. Yeah. Who was arguably the best tackle in the game. But when he got to the Raiders, I mean, he was barely on the field. Then, of course, he got hurt. And then uh, he almost died because they injected him with air into the system. What? With the IV. Something happened with the IV. It was pretty oh bad. Gosh. But he was never in playing condition when he got there. And so, I mean, he had to go. Oh, he, went, he, he, was trying to, he was trying to get traded what, back. <laughs> I mean, he just – I don't know what it was. He just – and then, so he got traded and still looks good for us because where is he at now? On IR still from the second game of the season. So we would have just had a second Richie Incognito on the team. Yeah. But there's certain things that you could have done. Maybe not trade Gabe Jackson or Rodney Hudson because you know Derek Carr's strengths and his weaknesses. It's and not a scalability if the pocket right. is being fired so on. But at this point, if you're going to keep that line going further, Maybe you do need to trade Derek Carr and get somebody in who's uh, – maybe you should start um, Mariota, who has 
who has those skills to stay upright with the with the suspect line. You know. Ooh, good point. Yeah. Is I, Derek Carr in danger of being benched? I don't think so. Uh, just because, like I said, the offense is more geared to to him. Not mm-hmm. that Mariota can't come in and, and and do what he does. I think he could. But I think uh, I think Mark Davis is all the way in with um, Derek Carr. With Carr, I yeah. think the coaching staff is in with Carr, and it really isn't just Derek Carr. A good That's, quarterback. Yeah, it really isn't just Carr. I mean that line. One game they're they're solid. Uh, the next game they're the worst line in the NFL. Are they, I mean, so, they got some rookies on there, right? Yeah, they, they they got Leatherwood. They got first time uh, starter Andre James at center. Um, so I mean, is that they're they've invested in their O line and they hope to improve it? Like this is just one of those learning years, right? Re- that's kind that's of rebuilding their, thing. They 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 wanted they wanted to get younger and they you know so those guys could grow together, and um, and but it's that's tough. Like, I mean, yeah, it's tough to win games when you're yeah. Colton Miller is probably the best. Rushers. Yeah, Colton Miller is probably the best on the line. He's pretty good. He's one of the better tackles in the league. First round pick, still, second round. Colton Miller was a first round pick. Another, I guess, another surprise pick because he was picked so high. He was probably projected to go a few picks later than where he was at, or even in the second round. Uh, he had his struggles his first year, but he's turned out to be um, and actually a really good tackle. Uh, it takes time, but for True. a team that was trying to win now, I mean. And again, I always go back to, especially for this season, just there's so much going on with the Raiders right now internally as an organization. It's hard to win games like that when you have to think about all that mm-hmm. extra stuff. So there's, what did we just finish week 14? There's four more games. Uh, I mean, you probably have like a the smallest glimmer of hope to make you, a, a spot. You got to win your four games. And you have to have teams lose. So you got to, okay, so 10 and seven. I feel like 10 and seven would be it good. It can be, but but there were 10 win teams that didn't make the playoffs last year. Damn, last year. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Okay. There were 10 um, win teams that didn't make the playoffs last year. Let's see. So the Patriots, Titans, and Kansas City Chiefs are all nine and four. Uh, the Ravens are eight and five. Chargers, eight and five. Colts, Bills, Browns, Bengals, Broncos. Uh, seven and six, and then the Steelers and Raiders and Dolphins. Uh, oh, the sorry, the Steelers are six, six and one, and then the Raiders and Dolphins are six and seven. And the uh, Dolphins are actually on a, a high right now because they're yo, they're on a really, five game win streak. Yeah, they're playing really good oh ball goodness. right now. Um, but the Raiders just have to win their games, and their next four are. At Chargers, Browns versus Browns, Broncos at yeah. Colts and then week uh eighteen Chargers in yeah. Vegas. Um so you get to ten and seven and there's a chance, but right. It's I mean you just gotta get it's there. a slim chance. So hey, if you're a fan, you're a fan. So you're hoping all the time. Of course you want the team to improve, but true. Know, it's whatever. Um uh, man, some bad news this week. As the NFL lost one of uh, one of their great wide receivers, Demarius Thomas, uh, primarily for the Denver Broncos, uh, passed away. 
What are your memories of Demarius Thomas? If it wasn't for him, I don't think they would have won that Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. And just his uh, his progression from the time before Manning got there and after. Because the stretch that he had, I think it was like a five-season stretch that he had. He was incredible. Like, DT was, man. And, yeah, just such a good player. At 30, he was so young, man. 33 years old. That's then I was watching a Shannon Sharp uh, interview today, which I know Shannon Sharp will have to live with this for the rest of his life. And that's sad because, I mean, mm. that's tough to live with. But Shannon Sharp said uh, a mutual friend of him and DT called him and told him to maybe check on uh, Demarius Thomas because he wasn't doing so well uh, health-wise. And so Shannon Sharp yeah. said, he was like, oh, for real? Okay, well, I'll give him a call. And two months later, this happens. And he said he had two months to reach out and maybe yeah. save Demarius Thomas's life. But he was just telling himself, I'll get to it when I can. You know, nothing's really going to happen. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I think the reports are from, like, his family and everything. Is he's been having seizures of late. Because he's gotten, he gotten to a... Uh, a car accident. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or a few months ago. We got into a pretty bad car accident. And since then, he's been having seizures. And the family thinks uh, that might have been the cause of death. Because uh, they found him in the shower. He might have had a seizure in the shower. and Maybe hit his head or something like that. So, but, um, yeah, just Shannon Sharp, just knowing that he could have maybe possibly Reached saved. Out. Yeah, just, I mean, I mean, even then, maybe... Yeah. He couldn't have saved him, but the fact that he had a chance to maybe try and save him, he's gonna or even him. just try to have a chance to right. talk to him. Like and that's then, not yeah, last talk to him. anymore. Yeah, and then I mean, Denver did a really great thing for him. Uh, they started off the game with ten men, uh, no uh, X wide receiver, and then Damn. when um, the penalty was called on them for delay of game, uh, who did they play? The Bengals? I mean, Denver. Uh, Denver they okay. spanked uh, Detroit. Oh, so the penalty was called, and then Detroit was gracious enough to decline the penalty. Oh, nice. Which maybe they should have taken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like no, if they but- if they had if if they had enforced the penalty, I would have told like one of my defensive guys to jump offsides or something right right first and first and so that was cool that was cool and then man today, so another lesson about man communicating oh, and yeah. with people because our time on this earth is finite and you never know when uh yeah you won't That's, be around anymore damn and to think that he was only 33 I and mean, you know i mean yeah man what Demarius uh, Thomas is 33 yeah I mean, Cam Hayward so, is thirty three as well. Like what? So much more life to live for him, and just for it to be taken away from him like that—that's it's, it's a little scary too to think of it. Uh, Damn. But I mean, the whole NFL. Like, if you hear all the interviews and stuff like that, and then all the tweets people were putting out, 
Demarius Thomas just sounds like one of the greatest guys in the NFL, you know. They had all these guys just have nothing but good things to say about him and how he was such a great person on the field and off the field. Uh, D. Hopkins and uh, I forgot who it was, uh, had decals on their helmets tonight for him because they Dang. played with him before. So the whole uh, NFL is feeling it. I mean, uh, even Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning was just pretty much devastated because, I mean, I guess him and Demarius Thomas, yeah. they still talk. You know, he would do it real close. <clears throat> and so, yeah, man, if you, if, if, if you guys are out there and you have a chance to reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while, you know what I mean? I know it's hard to keep uh, in contact with everybody, but, mm-hmm. you know, just drop a line. If you're feeling like you should be talking to somebody right now or checking in on them, check in on them. Don't wait till tomorrow. Yeah, man, shoot that text. Yeah, shoot that text, make that phone call, something. So just say, hey, hey, thinking about you. You know, yeah. just wanted yeah. to send you love and light, peace and positivity, something like that. I don't know. Amen. Or, hey, my bad, I fucked up. Or, hey, I don't know. Hey, I forgive you. Right. All the things. Tart. <sighs> yeah. Just just like oh, just right. like uh, me and Pizza were talking today. Like, if you feel like you don't ever wait to say I love you to somebody. And if they're like, you know what? I don't even feel like that about you. Then fine. That's you. But me. But for me, <laughs> I love you. And that's why I'm calling. So. Yeah. Nice. Get the uh, get out there and love now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then the Rams beat the Cardinals. The Rams are now nine and four. The Cardinals are ten and three. So the NFC is you know starting to shape get up. a little tight at the top. Yep. <clears throat> Let's go to college football. Top four: Alabama, mm. number two, Georgia. After Alabama v. Georgia. Number three, Michigan. Number four, Cincinnati stuck in fourth. Um, how do you think this uh, college playoff is going to shake out? Uh, just the way that – I think the tough game is going to be Georgia and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan coming in on a high. It's their first Big Ten championship in like 17 or 20 years or something like that, uh, which is big. Uh, it's also – significant for Jim Harbaugh because they brought him into uh, that's what they brought him into to get over that hump and to get into the college playoffs and mm-hmm. now he's done it so there's not a lot that you can say about him as a coach um, I mean yeah he hasn't won yet but he's gotten the team that's what he was brought in to do so he's gotten into that college playoff and uh, they're, they're a really good team they might be the better defensive team out of the four. They've got a ton of guys on defense, uh, possibly the number one pick uh, on their defensive line, Aiden Hutchinson, who's just, oh my gosh, as a defense, he's a true defensive end too. He's not just an edge rusher. He can stop the run. Uh, he rushes the passers. He can move him into the middle for a little bit for a few plays, depending on what you're running. So, um, he can be projected as a number one pick uh, coming out this year. They got uh, two linebackers who are amazing, and their um, secondary is pretty good too. So defensively, they have an advantage. And if you're going into games like this, I think you want to be superior defensively. Uh, my philosophy on the basketball field and the football field is if on the football field or the basketball field you only score two points or three points and your defense holds the other team from scoring at all, 
you still win. I don't care if you score two or three points, you're still going to win because your defense is going to hold everybody. So correction on the standings, uh, my bad. We're at number two, Michigan, and number three, Georgia. Oh, wow. Um, that's, that's a change. I mean, it'll still be at uh, same the game. Orange Bowl. Yeah. Right, same. Yeah. So same same teams. It's not going to be a change in uh, stadium or venue or anything. So Georgia plays Michigan, and Michigan is not favored. Georgia is favored by seven and a half. It's hard because Georgia's only loss came from uh, – Alabama. Alabama. Uh-huh. And but like Alabama just destroyed them. Alabama uh will play number four Cincinnati Bearcats. Cincinnati's uh, a real good team and uh Alabama like favored them. by almost two touchdowns. Thirteen and a half. Yeah. It's Alabama. Uh I personally like Cincinnati because they're that mid-major team that no one expected to like. There's been a few mid-major teams to go undefeated and not make the playoffs. And so this year, finally, a mid-major team came, made the went undefeated, and uh, I think they deserve to be in the playoffs. Um, I don't know how they're going to match up against Alabama, but, you know. What's up with that uh, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl? Oh, gosh, man. I'm excited to watch that because – this is going to be Marcus Freeman's first game coaching as a head coach. Uh, by the way, since we're talking about that, um, Brian Kelly decided to leave Notre Dame mm-hmm. before they were even like they were still in the hunt to be in the playoffs. And he decides oh. that yeah, they were still in the hunt. They had like a really small chance, but they were if had since he lost their conference championship, and maybe I think they needed maybe Michigan to lose. Um, it would have propelled them, I think, to four. But well, I mean, uh, if Cincinnati would have lost, then Notre Dame now at five would have jumped to four. Yeah. 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 So, Damn. Okay. So I mean, Brian Kelly left before the game, like that game, uh, happened the conference championship for Cincinnati, and decided to take the job at LSU, who was recently um, Ed Ogren had the job at LSU and they decided to part ways. They bought him out. Um, But on the business side of things, it's so hard to turn down $95 million guaranteed. (laughs) Plus incentives. That's that's the guarantee. So the incentives that he gets pushes the contract to more than $100 million. And and also the lure of he did a really good job at Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is one of the most prestigious schools in the country, if not the prestigious school in the country. Um, and they've always been in the top 25. Uh, I mean, there's a few seasons they weren't, but they always, if you say Notre Dame, the first thing you think is football, and yeah. they've had some just really good teams. Lou Holtz has won a championship there, I think. Uh, hey, Coach yeah. Holtz, Coach Holtz, one of my favorite coaches ever. Um, he had a book. He had yeah. a book that was at uh, Samuel's house, and oh, I read yeah. it. That's that's sorry, exactly. that's it. <laughs> no, yeah. Lou Holtz is uh, Notre Dame is just one of those schools. If you think about football, college football, you're always going to think about Notre Dame. But LSU is one of those schools that you think about uh, college football. You think about championships, or the you know you think. You think LSU, you're thinking Alabama, LSU. 
yeah, you think about Notre Dame and those schools because they're the bigger schools and people want to play there. But as far as winning a championship in college, I think you think about schools like Alabama, LSU, Ohio State. Those three schools, I think, uh, when you're talking about championships, mm-hmm. those are the schools you, you think about. And I think that's another part of the reason why Brian Kelly was just like, you know what, I'm going to try to go here. It's, I haven't won a championship here at I've – been, I've been to the – I think he's been twice to the playoffs, uh, college playoffs. Lost both times. Um, and so uh, the allure of being able to recruit at LSU and things of that sort. Oh, and of course the contract, (laughs) and of course the contract, uh, it's good for him, but Notre Dame had a young defensive coordinator come up from the ranks of college football, uh, Marcus Freeman. It was his first year being the DT uh, a DC, sorry, at Notre Dame. He came over from, I think it was Purdue. He was their DC, but he started his career as a graduate assistant, I think, at a small school. Um, moved over to Purdue and then just literally his only his second year being a DC. The guy's 35 years old, uh, third youngest coach in the country at the moment, but wow. um. The, all the all the recruits they recruited this year and for next year, they all wanted him to be the coach. The current players wanted him to be the coach. Past players wanted him to be the coach. Um, so they got him. He got signed and, on. And he's already changing the culture at Notre Dame as far as um, recruiting-wise. Problem Notre Dame had is uh, academically, it's so hard to get into Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of, a lot of the top recruits are – it's different nowadays. Like I mean, you hear some of these kids, like oh, I'm going to go to the school because academics. But there are some of the top kids, like the top uh, kids of the country. What they're thinking about when they go to school is oh, I'm going to go to school, play ball, and wait it out because you can't go directly to the NFL. So a lot of these guys, their number one thing is to get to the NFL. So right. if you can go to a school whose uh, academics, and I'm not saying these kids are stupid or dumb or you know they just they want to play football. And not have to worry too much about. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, passing these Notre Dame classes. Right. Right. But he's made it so that some of these kids, like the top kids, don't care anymore. Like he's recruiting guys. Um, like he's going to take care of it? Well, I mean, you know, just I, I think what he's doing is like they just believe that they, he cares for them. So he's oh, taking okay. a lot of, so it's worth he's it. taking, yeah, he's taking a lot of slack for being a player's coach. And so if, if people don't know what that is, uh, when you're referred to as a player's coach, it's, it's more of an insult uh, these days than it is a compliment because these, guys these tell days? you, right. Guys, guys tell you you're a player's coach. It means you're more, you're like, you're trying to be your player's friends you're more in tune to the players, oh. like cater to the players, stuff like that. But the way Marcus Freeman described it was perfect because I believe I'm a players coach because um, when I started coaching, I was also younger. My first coaching job was a head coaching job at Marist High School. I was fresh off of my second year of college. I got suspended from college at UH and went home. I was 23 years old and I took over the head coaching job at Marist for basketball. 
So obviously I'm going to be a players coach because I still play. I still, you know what I mean? They're in high school. We still hang out like after the games, after practice, we talk about the same things. Mm-hmm. And the way Marcus Freeman is because you're close, you're closer in age, so right, you're... right, right. The cultures, you know, the uh, culture, my culture, their culture, growing up, is still the same. Um, so Marcus Freeman said that yeah, he's a players coach, but he he he's close to his players, he cares for his players, but at the same time, the players know what he expects from them on the field. There's still the same respect for them, like you know, he can still be that friend to them. But when it comes down to it, they understand what he needs from them in practice yeah. and in the games. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, I mean, as long as that, yeah, you know, that that expectation and right. boundary is set. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. I, I care for you. And like you, you know, you can come to me with whatever you need, whatever, right. you know, whatever you need help with. But, you know, we're here to win some games. Amen. You know, and, and, and we're we're about that. And that's what we're going to work on. That's what we're going to feed off yep. of. That's what we're going to be passionate about. And that's Only also something that we're going to we're going to sh- like an interest we're going to share is, is for us to be so good at what we're doing that it leads to wins, consistent yep. wins. Yep. Nice. Ah, I can dig it. OK, yeah. so Marcus Freeman to Notre Dame because Brian Kelly went down to Louisiana State. The money. Uh, I mean, also he'd been there for 12 years, and I don't know if he felt like maybe that was the farthest he could take the, the team anymore. Ooh. But like his coaching staff was is, is real. So I think they had a real um chance at winning a championship in the next two years. But if I don't he know if he even if he stayed, because the so the staff there now, he none of them really wanted to leave. He took one of the staff members who was his what is Brian Polian for them? He's he's one of the uh, positional coaches. Also, I think he's his assistant, <coughs> the assistant head coach, Brian Polian, who's also um, one of the top recruiters in the country. He decided to go to LSU, but he's the only the only key member of that coaching staff that decided to leave. Everybody else stayed with Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. Um, Oklahoma Sooners Lincoln Riley uh, moves west. To the University of Southern California. Not only did he move west, but every significant recruit that decided to commit to Oklahoma moved with him. And Talk about reason, it. Their reasoning for going was that they signed to play for Lincoln Riley. And so if they signed to play with Lincoln Riley, they're going to move to wherever Lincoln Riley is going to. Um, so the, the most significant recruit and these aren't even um, current players. That's not even talking about the current players who are thinking about transferring to USC. Oh, these from are Oklahoma. Top. These there's some yeah. high schoolers. Yeah, and so some of the top players on Oklahoma are thinking about transferring to USC also. Let's go! Come on over. Right. Make the so, team. So he's got um, Malachi. I can't remember his last name, but he was the number one quarterback in his class and. He committed to Oklahoma. He was the first to decommit and commit to USC. Um, the next one is Raylick Brown, uh, uh, who's actually going to stay home now because he plays at uh, uh, Modern Day um, yeah, prestigious yep. school. Yeah, so he's going to stay home. He's, I think, he's the number one rated running back in the country. Uh, I think he's Come like fifteenth overall. 
Come on over. Uh, yeah, he's like 5'10, like 210. Smaller frame, but oh my gosh. Uh, if you nice. get a chance to watch him, yeah, you should watch him. Um, um, um the number um, one, the number one athlete in the country who's probably gonna end up playing DB. I forgot his name too, but he's go. transferring over to so that's three five-star recruits transferring to USC to play with the coach that they signed with in Oklahoma. Um, they're working on nice. another local kid from um, from modern day as well, Domani Jackson, who's uh, the number Let's one go. DB in the country. Come on. He might be staying home too. Stay um, home. Yeah. He's comfortable here. And, but the, the, the exit of Oklahoma, oh, my gosh. Like, Spencer Rattler was already planning to leave. So he's signed – He's committed to South Carolina now. Uh, he was their top recruit three years ago. He was also part of the uh, – he was one of the stars of the Quarterback One documentary that they have on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. Really good show. They usually – they pick four quarterbacks from different schools every year. They haven't done it in the last two years, I think. But they pick four, four quarterbacks from different schools in the country who are – um, bigger like from the number one recruits like the a three star, but still recruiting recruited by top colleges and they mm-hmm. follow them through their football season. Um, Spencer Ryder was a star of the third season. Yeah, I remember. Um, I don't think I like Spencer Rattler. Uh, I don't know who he is, but for what the use if you watch that show. You, you kind of just know that he was going to have some kind of attitude problem at the college he went to. Um, yeah. But he also showed that he was a, he's a kid. He's he's a great kid too. He showed that, but he also showed how he could have been a real dick too. It's <laughs> <laughs> like he ain't got to be a dick, man. We out here playing. Right, you're playing football, right. man. It's fun. And so he's. Oh, but trans- I mean, but that's how some people look at it. Like, hey, I gotta be. The one alpha right. here, right? Like, right, chill out, bro. That's football, so, it's so fun. yeah, but it's not, yeah. it's also not, it's like generational you know, wealth on the is. line. It is well, so and to be that. to be to be fair to the other guys on that TV series, Spencer Rattler's families, they don't look like they're hurting for money at all. <laughs> oh, okay, see, yeah. they don't look like they're hurting for money at all, but um. So Oklahoma's having really uh he's leaving. Uh I think their top receivers leaving from last year. Their linebackers leaving. There's just there's just people just like, you know what? <laughs> what do you think? Uh sorry, there's just people that what? That, that are they're just leaving. Like you know just what? out. Yeah, like I'm not gonna wait to see who the next coaches. Forget it. I'm gonna go play for the coach I wanna play for now. Nice. The ducks don't have a coach right now. Mario Cristobal is gone. I think uh, they asked UCLA if they could talk to Chip Kelly to possibly bring him back. Chip Kelly, what is that yeah. for real happening? Uh, they, 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 so they, I don't know if they were uh, given the chance to talk to him. UCLA has to agree to let Oregon talk to him because mm-hmm. he's currently under contract with them. But there, that's something they're looking. That's something to, they're looking at because it was still successful even even though it was successful even when Chip went. To the Eagles, yeah, and they yep. could just get it running again. Like, yep. okay, so yep. that bridge wasn't burnt. It was just, you know, did yep. they do stuff? Did he do illegal stuff? 
like in college? I don't know if it was illegal. I think I think it was just time for a change. I think mm, for them because okay. yeah, and so but now they're thinking about bringing him back. Um, what what would you think of Deion Sanders at Oregon? Wow, just the name alone helps you in recruiting. True, like it it doesn't get, guarantee you that the recruits are going to come there, but it mm. guarantees you a spot in their couch on their couch. Uh, to at least to talk, yeah, to pitch, just to, talk. to pitch, to give yeah. your pitch. And watching the stuff he's done at uh, Jackson State, they're better. They're better. He looks like he's, he knows what I he's doing, and the players play won. for him. The players True. play for him. So, Oregon, um, another Oregon, I have to find somebody. Another big name is Eric Bieniemy. He's always a big name both in oh. NFL and in college. Uh, <sighs> I feel like he's going to get a head coaching job at some point. I hope he does. I, I hope it's this season coming. He deserves it. He's another big name. Um, I know college coaches are trying to pry um, Cincinnati's head coach. I forgot his name. But the uh, University of Cincinnati, sorry. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Notre Dame was actually in the running. They, were, they wanted to talk to him, but, you know, um, Man, just to backtrack once, too, just because Drew Tranquil plays for the Chargers, your team. Uh, Drew Tranquil finally had one of the coolest <laughs> Marcus Freeman stories ever. So hey. when Marcus Freeman was a defensive assistant at Purdue, he went to recruit Drew Tranquil. And ultimately, uh, Drew Tranquil chose Notre Dame. And then mm. years later, um, Marcus Freeman went to Notre Dame after Drew Tranquil left. But the the I think the same week that um, Marcus Freeman got the defensive coordinator job at Notre Dame, he texted Drew Tranquil and was like, "Man, we haven't talked for a while since I recruited you. I just felt that I should text you and see how you were doing. Like, you know, what I mean, just I'm gonna text you see how you were doing. Isn't it crazy how things came full circle? I recruited you before, and now I'm here at Notre Dame. That's so crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's the type of duty is. Didn't have to." You know, I mean, text him or anything to check on him, but the fact that, uh, like Drew Trunkle said, the fact that he still held some kind of like, uh, I guess, care for uh, Drew Trunkle yeah, to text yeah. him that and stuff like that, that goes a long way. And I think recruits respond to that. Uh, yeah. That's why he's getting all these guys. But yeah, back to Oregon. I mean, I know, I know before Joe Salavio. Um, signed with the uh, Oregon. He was up for the head coaching job at Arizona. Oh, we what's still up? To school at. Yeah. Let's go, Coach Joe. That's, that's what I'm saying. So I hope they. I I, I don't know if they're gonna give it to him at all, but I hope he's at least considered because he's done great things for Oregon. That D line every year they pick up the best D lineman almost every like Thibodeau was there. They picked up that kid from Hawaii a few years ago. Um, they, I, I think he's a big part of why uh, the Sewell brothers were over there in Oregon. Oh, so. yep. Oh, they credit. Yeah, yeah. for real. They, so, they hey, man, Oregon, if you're listening out here, the AD from Oregon is listening. Uh, talk to your man, Joe Slavio, man. That's, that, that'd be a good coach for you guys. Oh, man, yeah. Get him Coach Joe. Yeah. Um, Man, yeah, hopefully Joe gets a shot yeah. at, at the, the Oregon job because uh, Oregon does need a coach after Cristobal went to Miami. Miami. Uh, 
Let's uh, talk at some NBA news. Man. What's going on with your team? I don't know, man. So, I'm all, like. The <laughs> Chicago Bulls. If it's like three players that got COVID or are on COVID, they, 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 we don't even know if they have COVID. They're just in COVID protocol. If it was just like three or four players, then you could be like, man, those guys went out. They didn't care or they're not taking the proper, you know, this is just <laughs> isolated to like three or four guys. But it's 10 players. The ten Chicago Bulls have 10 players. And safety protocol. On the COVID list. So not my, all not all positive tests, right? No, not yet. Or Eddie? Uh I, they haven't said yet. Uh biggest name on that list is the Martin Rosen. He hasn't played in the past two games. Hmm. Um but like I was telling you, Lance, so is the organization not worried that it's something in the organization that's getting him sick, like maybe in the locker room or somebody on the staff somewhere in the in mm-hmm. the stadium or yeah. practice facility, you know, something. Because 10 players on, like, that's more than half of your active roster. Um, it's got to be at the facility. Yeah. It has to so be is somewhere it there, where, they, like, where they practice at, maybe. Because, uh, like, the other teams that have been there, they, they're not on protocol, you know. So it has to be somewhere, like, Chicago's players and staff are at just then. They, uh, the next two games for the Chicago Bulls have been postponed. Uh, Tuesday, December 14th against the Pistons and Thursday, December 16th at Toronto Raptors. Uh, 10 Bulls players along with additional staff members are currently in the NBA's health and safety protocols. Uh, What is going on? Where are they? So they were trying to... They had been signing guys. Supposedly they're all vaccinated. Look at all these guys. And so Levine is just the latest, uh, and I think that's why they really decided to. Because once Levine went down, who's actually the star of their team? Um, it was like you know what, just postpone these games because yeah. ain't nobody coming to these games yeah. just now. And you know what's sad is that wow. uh, Stanley Johnson and Alize Johnson, they signed to cover for the players who were already on the COVID list. Oh, okay. So they're on 10 days or, or short yeah. contracts? Stanley Johnson and Alex Johnson just got called up from the G League so they could uh, fill the roster. And then as soon as they were called up, and they were only called up like two days ago, uh, Yo. they get put on the list with with Zach Levine today. If it says even the See, team's broadcasters have injured protocols. Man. Oh, Vucevic just came back from COVID. Damn. Okay, so uh, that's something that's 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 happening in Chicago. How yeah, how is it affecting their their games? Have they been losing with these? Uh, they lost the last the game. Filling? They lost to Miami. They lost to Miami. Uh, I mean, it's hard to play without. I mean, you always want to say the next man up, but if you lose uh, guys like Levine, the caliber of Levine and DeRozan, it's hard to win. Uh, I think, okay, so the Bulls will return uh, and host the Lakers on December 19th. And then they have uh, still the be first. Without Zach <laughs> yeah, he's not expected back until the 23rd. Um, but he could if he returns two negative tests uh, a day right. apart. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Bulls are at home for the next four games, December 19th through the 26th. So that's a whole week. Lakers, Rockets, Raptors, and Pacers. 
And what are the Bulls are seventeen to ten? Yeah, nice. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're they're real, man. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, you know, if anything, they'll be fun. But uh, I think DeMar DeRozan probably said it the best is that when he's there now, um, like he's never played with anybody like Zach Levine. He says yeah. Zach Levine uh, makes him want to take his game to another level. Like it's it's. It, it, it is competition, but at the same time, it's not like competition. I want to beat you because I want to be better than you. It's I want to be at your level. Like if you're playing yeah. at that high level, I want to be at that high level too. Nice. And I think uh, DeRozan right now is probably having one of the best seasons ever. I don't know how it looks in stats, but uh, he's, he's a different player right now. Um, and then uh, Lonzo Ball is just – he's the perfect point guard for the team that they have right now. Uh, they get up and down the court. Hey. They're young. Um, with uh, Caruso coming off the bench, strong bench, you know. They're, they're a smaller team, too, because I think the biggest dude that they have would be Vucevic, and then the next guy off the bench is Tony Bradley, who's a seven-footer, but still kind of small. Then they run Devontae Green, who's only 6'4". They run him at the power forward. Damn. So, I mean, that's how small they are. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. is also a power forward for them. Who's what? still small? Yeah. yeah okay, small. so the whole the whole roster is like small ball. Yeah, yeah. You have to. It's high. It's high pace. Lots of guards. Yep. Okay. They get up and down the court. So. Seventeen yeah. and ten. Where is that in the Eastern Conference right now? Right now it's second behind the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, let's go Bulls. Ooh, they beat twice already, just to let everybody know. Nice. They beat the Nets twice already. So So as soon as the Bulls get their COVID issues uh, patched up, yeah. they'll be right back on track. I think so. I like it. Um, yeah, don't get everybody sick if you have COVID. Uh, I think so. <laughs> let's uh let's go to coach talk. What does uh coach Forrest have uh for this week? Man, so I mean if you're gonna play a team, uh know who you're playing, you know. Know who you're playing, identify the people you can talk shit to on the team. Because <laughs> <laughs> Because I guarantee you, there's guys on the team that's already motivated to beat you. You don't want to motivate them. You don't want to motivate them any more than they already are to beat you. Yeah. So I mean, this came about well, me and you were talking about like the Raiders. Why? Why would you? I know you beat them last year once, but then you lost to them once, the Chiefs. And uh, supposedly they took a lap around the stadium last year because they beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Yeah, and supposedly they took they a, had victory a victory lap, lap around the stadium in the bus. I was like, I could see John Gruden calling for that. We're gonna go right back around. Right, let's go. Right, and I know you need the motivation because there's so much things going on. Mm. You have injuries. You lost John Gruden. That's a whole scandal in itself. Um, the tragedy that happened with uh, Rugs. And you're without. You're you're with an interim coach. You don't have a, a permanent coach. Yet. There's so much going on. That's the last thing you needed to do. You know, I know you need to get fired up, but go ahead, fire your team up, but don't fire the other team up as well. By know? dancing around or their, their by logo. stopping around it's, on their logo disres- to start the game. 
Did you not see what happened to T.O. when he did all that shit when he was in Dallas, ran over there to the Oh, Dallas man, Star. that was great. That's so, so far, yeah. That also invokes Emmett Smith to run to the star and defend it. Right. And then it led to a cheap shot and, like, a fight breaking out. Right. Yeah. And it's disrespectful. And, I mean, I don't know what their intentions yeah. were okay. or what, what happened, but, you know, you got your ass kicked after that. So I hope. You learned your list. There's, there's, there's things you should do. Like, um, I know coaching, I used to get mad at my players. Like, some of them, you, know, you can always have these cocky players, and then during a game, they're going to do things. You, you're just trying to tell them, and they're like, oh, I'm just trying, I'm just getting hyped. But it's like, well, you don't have to do all of that. It's unnecessary. Yeah. You know, it's unnecessary. Because you're, you're just adding fuel to a flame that's already burning from the other team. That's your rival. You know, for the Raiders, that's your mm-hmm. rival. Yeah. Why? Why? Is that not enough? Like, but you guys are lifelong rivals. That's always going to be the Raiders' rival, like lifelong enemy. The just Kansas City the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, they've had battles. Also, <laughs> you couldn't do it to a a, a, a lesser quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and so. Everything did just did did any of the uh, Chiefs players say that that was like a, a thing in their oh, yeah. post games? Yeah, right after the post game, they were they were talking about it. I mean, yeah. just and you don't think that that's like bad energy? You don't think there's man from the first fumble? Yeah. You know, and we're 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 probably just not thinking, man. There must be some former Chief that's in heaven flew down, be like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take care of <laughs> you this. Know what? Let me I show mean, you. Yeah, let me show you what happens. But yeah, I mean, seriously, just some things don't need to be done like that. I know you want to mm-hmm. get your team motivated. Um, it's a rivalry, but with all that comes a little bit of respect too. Yeah. And same thing, Robert Quinn. But your team's up 10-0. You make a good play, and then you come back and you decide to insult the arguably the number one and number two or the number two quarterback in the league for a few years now, because it's either him or Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to insult Aaron Rodgers, just like Pito said, know who you're fucking with. Yeah, for real. Aaron Rodgers did Aaron Rodgers discount double check celebration. Yep. And then Aaron Rodgers proceeded to torch their whole team for 300 plus yards and four touchdowns and a win. And, He's able to tell the Chicago fans again, fuck you, I own you. I own you. I've always owned you. Yeah. I still own you. Man, that was wild. He blacked out. That's funny. Yeah. And then and then also uh uh the timing of your the timing of you celebrate is also big. There's this um playpool had a chance to um get back to the huddle and so they could run another play. They have more time to win Pittsburgh, but he made a first down and decided to celebrate, which cost him time on the on, on the field. And yeah. uh, if you're losing and you're trying to make a comeback, you're on a last second hope drive. You already know that time <laughs> is the one thing that you cannot fuck with. So if you if if you're one of these young players, man, also that too. There's some players you can be like. All right, he's young. It was a dumb mistake. 
you know what I mean? We can kind of let him just slide with it. Like, we're going to tell him about it. But if it's guys like Robert Quinn, you know what I mean? He knows better. He's been in the league so long. You've played, uh, you played Aaron Rodgers for so long. You don't think he's going to get up for it, you know? Uh, in Gakwe, when I saw the video, he's the one calling everybody over to the to the civil. He's a young dude, but he also he's been in the league for so long, you know? He's been in the league for a few years now. You should know better, you know. Know And uh, and I I saw Derek Carr in there too, you dummy. (laughs) I saw. Yeah, okay, let's get high. Right, like, come on, man. I know you're trying to get high, but there's certain ways to do things and there's certain ways not to do things. So if you're a young player out there and, like, you have it in your head that you want to get your team hype or you're trying to show the team that you're playing that you're not scared, just remember there's certain teams that get up for stuff like that. Like most teams. proven this subject. Yeah. You know what? We're gonna say it. most all teams get up for yeah. stuff like that. If you but go there are and some like, teams that's insult, extra. Yeah. True, true, true. Like but if yeah, if you go in and insult someone, that's just like okay, it was business before, but now it's personal. Yeah, now it's personal. Don't make things personal on the field. Like man, that just it, it takes a different respect to a whole other level. Yeah, yeah. Be re- okay, so be respectful to avoid <laughs> to avoid an ass these, these altercations. Yeah, because uh, either you're gonna catch an ass woman on the field, or you're gonna catch one off as you're walking off in the parking lot. Yeah, in the parking lot. And when you're me and Lance, me and Lance I mean, being from American Samoa, we've seen it rocks. happen in the. Pre- <laughs> oh my god! Yo, this shit gonna Man. get stoned. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so kids knew already, like kids knew already. And if it was always that one kid who test, like there's only, if you're playing Tafuna and you live on the east side of the island. Oh, man. There's only one way back to where you came from. <laughs> I'm not saying like, like you know what I mean? They, they, they own the road or anything, but. If you live you, past Nuuli. Yeah. There's only there, one route for you to go. There's only one route to get home. Uh, and I know it's not rock like you should, yeah like you shouldn't have to tell kids hey don't do that they're gonna stone your bus like why would you stone the bus but <laughs> just, why why would you provoke someone into that action <laughs> right. if you could if you could not then maybe you shouldn't but that's right. a, a good point be respectful handle your business on the field not uh not disrespecting anybody yeah don't burn yourself that's uh that's our episode for this week uh you got any uh big shout outs happening anything uh coming up what's going on i I did actually i forgot what i was there was somebody i was gonna shout out but i told you just i can't even remember anymore my bad no so it's a good thing but i mean hey Uh, again shout out to frankie played another good game Um, nice just another great game Gosh, exciting to watch. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, I don't know if the voting's closed, but uh, oh yeah, last time go we'll vote for Frankie Louvu. Oh, you can vote for two things actually. Uh, oh man, congratulations, Frankie Louvu, for being nominated for the Man of the Year uh, from the Panthers. Nice. So, yeah, he uh, sportsmanship of the year. That's what he's up for. Sorry, which is just that's great. That's I mean. 
that's a great award to be uh, nominated for. Uh-huh. So he's won that for the oh the, nice the twenty for the, the Art Rooney Sportsmanship right award That's, nice so he's won like he's he's the Sportsman uh, of the Year for the Panthers which automatically nominates him because he's voted by the players and the organization automatically um, uh, put into the running for the league wide Art Rooney Sportsmanship of the Year award nice. so shout out to that he's also in the running for special teams uh, Pro Bowl. So if you haven't voted it for that, go in and vote for Frankie. Let's get Frankie into the Pro Bowl. Um, <clears throat> oh, I remember. Now. Oh, nice. Shout out to Oki. Oki, uh, the reports are that he signed with uh, Colorado, the University of Colorado, after nice. decommitting from San Diego State. He's going to follow in his father's footsteps and his father's best friend, Sao Ono, Aonisi, who played at a uh, quarterback at Colorado, and wow. he's gonna be a he's gonna be a Buffalo. Uh, that's what the reports are. So Pac shout out to Oki, starting quarterback. Shout out to Oki, man. Uh, if you guys haven't watched Oki Shalabia play, um, he's got highlights on YouTube. What the you chance to watch him? What high school did he go to? Tafuna High School, baby. Nice, um, nice, 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 nice. Just in case some of you guys are listening, like, man, you're a Crusader. Yes, I'm a Crusader for life. But I was also a basketball coach at Tafuna High School. Uh, and I'm going to toot my own little horn. But uh, uh, <laughs> four seasons in a row, into the championship, hey. four seasons in a row, won two, lost two, uh, had some of the greatest players that I could ever coach go to Tafuna. Um, so I got love for Tafuna just because of that. Nice. So, yeah. Hey, championship coach, Forrest Dodalow in the yeah, house. Man. Let's go. Did uh did the Warriors win any football championships while Oki was uh, playing quarterback? I think they won. I I'm pretty sure they they won two. I know they won two while he was playing quarterback there. Uh, I don't know if they've won. I know they lost one. I think, and they I don't know if they lost the other one. Nice. But he's got so two in what, his belt. What division is San Diego State in? Like the they're the, also the so all his. I mean, yeah, what what conference? My bad. Oh, are they Mountain? Yeah, something like that, right? Mountain but West, Colorado right? is Pac-12. Pac-12, so, which is a, a a Power Five conference. Yeah. So nice. Congratulations. Uh, who also, yeah, they also have a pipeline. I don't know if it's on purpose, but um, they had a a Samoan quarterback not too long ago. Yes, maybe about three seasons ago, four seasons yes. ago. Yes. Who right was yeah. pretty good, and so now Oki's there. Um, Let's go. And Oki also waited out some of his offers because a lot of teams wanted to move him over because he's an athlete. Uh, he's an athlete. He played uh, receiver. He's played safety. Nice. He's played linebacker. I've seen him punt the ball. I've seen him kick the ball. He played all over the field. I think the only thing he doesn't play is probably like lineman. Yeah. Um, but he's wanted to play quarterback. He's very adamant about going to a school that wants that's going to let him play quarterback. That's nice. what he wants to play. And so um, Colorado's going to let him play quarterback. And nice. Um, I'm excited, man. Let's go. If he and also if you don't know Oki, Oki had some uh, medical problems growing up as a kid. And for like, I know growing up as a kid, all he ever wanted to be was on the football field. If you mm-hmm. saw him as a kid, <laughs> everywhere his dad went, 
just with his dad 24-7. It's football. He's also a pretty good basketball player, by the way. Um, but yeah, man. Uh for everybody who's watched Oki from when he was a kid, I think it's a big win for everybody. Nice. Uh, especially for his father, his mother, um, his brother who actually coached him. That's pretty cool to play, to be able to coach your brother. Yeah, um, shout out Philo. Yeah, shout out Philo. So, um, yeah, to to Oki and your support system that you have behind you, uh, basically mostly your parents, but everybody else extended your parents and your brother. And I know it extends out to a lot of people who have been nice. like, who supports you, uh, but also for you, Oki, for putting in the work, man. Yeah. Congratulations to you. Shout out. Can't wait to see you in uh, Black and Gold, man, playing football on Saturdays. On Saturdays. Yeah. On television. Let's yeah. go. Hell I have the yeah. Pac-12 network. I will get those games. See, there you go. I will watch those. Let's go. Uh, I want to send a uh, shout out to the Washington County Health and Wellness and Pacific University. Uh, like I said before, me and Sammy went on Sunday uh, and got our booster shots. Uh, I think it's over tomorrow, but they're setting up uh, things like that where people can go get vaccinated. And if you want to, and if you think you should, you should go and do that. Right. Right. Play your part. Shots. Play your part. Keeping everybody safe. Uh, but that is our uh, show for this week. Man, appreciate you uh, coming on and just talking sports. Man, it's the one thing I could talk about forever. For real. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah, that's our show for this week. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, uh, either Sunday or Monday or Tuesday. You just gotta listen. You just gotta Sunday. keep checking. In. We'll be there. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there eventually. We just got stuff to do. Uh, but yeah, we're watching sports and writing sports and thinking and talking sports and then bringing it over here uh, each and every week. And so shout out to everybody for listening. Uh, love and light to y'all. Stay blessed this holiday season. Yes, yes. And, uh, if we don't, if time. we don't talk to you guys before that, Merry Christmas, everybody. Hell yeah! Merry Christmas, whatever holidays you celebrate. Happy holidays. We are we are in here, and now we're out. Love and light, peace. 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 Today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com.